Hi there, you are listening to the Guitar Speak podcast. My name's Matt Wakeling and I'm very glad that you've joined us today. We're up to episode number four and I've got to say I'm having a lot of fun uh, talking to a whole bunch of great people about guitars, about building them, about playing them, um, all sorts of stuff and there's a lot of great interviews to come so uh, keep tuning in. We're on, uh, just to remind you, we're on SoundCloud, we're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, also on Facebook. You can email us at guitarspeakpodcast at gmail.com and we've just hooked up an Instagram account so we'll stick some stuff on there soon. Now for today's episode I'm speaking to a, a friend of mine, Pat Keegan, a guitar builder from the south coast of New South Wales down Ulladulla which is an absolutely beautiful um, coastal town. If you've if you've ever been there, you, you know what I'm talking about. But Pat makes these beautiful guitars. Was, um, I came across his stuff through a Facebook collision. Um, a friend uh, was posting these guitars saying, check out these guitars my father-in-law's making. And I had a look and they're, wow, amazing. So um, one thing led to another and eventually Pat was building me a guitar. Uh, this is the guitar you can see on the uh, Facebook banner of the Guitar Speak podcast or also I think on our SoundCloud page as well. I'll stick some other pictures up of the um, of this guitar and other guitars that Pat's built but um, so I'm a little bit I'm possibly biased I'd like to say I'm um, uh, a biased in, in an informed way. Uh, the guitar Pat built me was a cross between a jazz master and a, a semi hollow telecaster. Sort of like a jazz master vibe with, with telecaster electronics and Man, I am loving this guitar. It is so um, punchy and, and versatile. I'm using it on heaps of different gigs. and um, It's pretty much the only electric I'm playing at the moment. You might recall in, uh, I think it was episode two, we were talking to Michael Dolce about his signature series, Charles Cilia guitar, uh, which is, yeah, it's got a Telecaster vibe. Um, and he was saying he wasn't really a Telecaster guy. And, and then... I guess the light bulb went off and definitely the same sort of story for me. So, yeah, where I've got lots of interviews coming up with people building guitars. But the, uh, the first guy I did want to talk to was a guy who built mine. So let's get straight to it. Here's my uh, conversation with Pat Keegan from Pat Keegan Guitars. Pat Keegan, welcome to the Guitar Speak podcast. Thanks, Matt. Um, so before you were building guitars, you were a guitar player. When, when did you get started on guitar? Uh, well, I suppose I was about uh, 14. I had a hand-me-down nylon string from my brother, um, but I'd, I'd found rock music, so that didn't last too long, and I moved on to... Uh, I had a job in the holidays with the waterboard digging trenches, and the, the money from that, I, I bought myself a bass guitar and amp. I was very keen to play bass. Excellent. So, yeah, I was about 15 back then. So and what? I've just turned sixty, so that's that's going back a few years. That's a lot of playing. That's great. What um, do you remember the bass? Uh, not really, because um, well, apart from the fact that it's so long ago, uh, I'd actually wanted to be a lead guitar player. So I eventually I, I did buy an electric six string when I was uh, forty years old. I'd played either bass or acoustic guitar up until that stage, and. Uh, an electric six-string really opened uh, opened up a, a new world to me. Great. It's wonderful. And what what was that guitar? It was uh, an American standard Fender Telecaster. Nice. So I suppose I've had a, a love 
affair with Telecasters uh, for the last 20 years. Excellent. Most of the guitars I make myself are uh, sort of Telecaster copies. Yeah, right. So what um, so what sort of bands did you do, I guess, between then, then and now? Uh, okay, well, back in the 80s when beards and bush music were popular, <laughs> uh, we had a, a bush band. Uh, we ran that for, for a long time down here in Ulladulla. Mm-hmm. We were called uh, Pat Keegan and the Loaded Dog. <laughs> and we moved from there back to the, the music of our, our childhood, back to loud rock music. Okay, yeah. And eventually the Bush Band became a rock band and we changed our name to The Ruins. Excellent. We thought that was quite appropriate for a, a, a bunch of older uh, musicians. That's cool. Still playing rock music. Awesome. So we're you... still operating as the... Yeah, we're still going as the ruins. Great. And what kind of loud rock music do you guys do? Um, a lot of original. I suppose we do about 50-50 covers and original. Okay. Um, everything from surf through to swamp and funk, um, with a, all with a bit of a, a blues undertone. Cool. Mm. Very good. So when did you make the transition um, to go from playing guitars to, to add building guitars? to your list of skills? That happened about five years ago, Matt, uh, when my my brother put together a parts guitar for me, mm-hmm. uh, and I thought, oh, I could probably do that. So I was reasonably keen on having a go at a bit of woodwork, yep. uh, and I got hold of some Oregon pine from a, a mate and put the first one together. I uh, just bought a, uh, a Squire neck and put that onto it yeah and it's still out on the side veranda aging as we speak <laughs> yeah. so uh, and the other thing that the other thing that apart from making sawdust which i, I really enjoy the other <laughs> the other skill that i had to get going was um spray painting okay i yep. never i never spray painted before so i was keen to try the, the you know the high gloss lacquer yeah finish. Right. yep um so I'm not too bad at the spraying, but yeah, it's it's a different sort of um, skill. Seen and uh, and owned one of your guitars. I think I think you're doing a pretty great job. They look fantastic. Thank, those guitars. thank you for saying that. Um, <laughs> but a lot of the guitars that I've been making recently, are not quite what you'd call a factory finish. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've been mucking around with some um, some burnished wax finish. Okay. And, and I'm kind of happy with the with the outcome, especially when that's um, teamed up with recycled timber. Okay, yeah, I was going to ask. You, you seem to do. Um, we well, use lots of timbers, but yeah, definitely recycling, reusing timbers seems to be one of your things. What what's going on there? Uh, well, I suppose um, I see all this nice, uh, interesting looking timber uh, going to waste, being burnt. Um, so I, I got hold of a pallet palette and I took it apart and uh, experimented with laminating it together to get um, a telecaster body awesome. and I was, I was very happy with the, with the outcome um, you'd think pine well you're not going to get a real good sound out of pine but what I'm doing is um, it's matching the pine with a brass tone block okay uh, where the where the string ferrules would normally go for a, a string 
passing through the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put a, a, it's a solid chunk of brass that the strings get fed through, and um, it really improves the, the sustain and the sound of the guitar. So when you match that with some nice pickups and um, some pallet pine, the outcome <laughs> is, uh, is quite good. I'm happy with it. That's great. I've seen a few of those. They they look really cool. They look like those guitars have uh, have lived a bit before they were guitars. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't take all the marks off the pine. I yeah. I let them tell their story. Nice. Mm. They are. Uh, what do you call those things? Pallet casters. Pallet casters. That's such a great name. I love it. Mm. Have yeah. you used um, and- Have you used fence palings as as tops, or have I seen something with fence? Well, well, it's funny that you should ask that, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I did a short-scale base. Okay. Um, with uh, the body was New Guinea rosewood. Yeah. And the top had a, a was a six mil laminate of um, fence palings. Okay, cool. Yeah, I remember seeing that. That, that looked awesome. Like there's still some nail holes and oh, yeah. wear and tear. Yeah. Awesome. So that was more a laminate top idea for the for the fence. Yeah, yeah. Rather than um, the whole body out of par- um, fence palings, that could have been a little bit on the heavy side. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's really cool. What um, have you? What other recycled timbers have you um have you used? Uh, well, I I keep an eye on the one of the local window manufacturers. Um, Rubbish skip because they do. They take out a lot of um, when they're doing renos for people. They take a lot of uh, Pacific maple window architraves out. So oh, okay, yeah. Some nice uh, Pacific maple out of their skip. Um, what else? Uh, it's mainly mainly the pallets. Um, and there's some cool. pallets that you can get that aren't made in Australia that that are from say uh, Sweden or Japan or places where they have different species of um, pine. Okay. And some of them are quite spectacular. It wow. moves up a notch in terms of appearance. Okay. So the, yeah. so you've got your A-grade palettes and your B-grade palettes. <laughs> yeah. I hadn't looked at the, thought about it before like that, but yeah. that's exactly what it is. That, yeah. that could be a marketing angle, I reckon. Yeah. A-grade palette. So what about some of the more, um, well, I was going to say conventional tone woods, but you, you like to use a lot of Australian uh, timbers as well, different Australian timbers. Yeah, yeah, I do. I've uh, I've used Australian red cedar, which I like. It's it's very similar to um, South American mahogany in, okay. in its uh, workability and its uh, I suppose its qualities as a tone wood. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I've used some um, Queensland carry pine, the uh, pine. Um, yeah, there's some there's some places around that uh, that recycle uh, commercially. Okay. Yeah. Um, I got hold of uh, some Queensland cowry pine from a, a crew in Melbourne. And this was um, salvaged from a a sugar warehouse in far north Queensland. Okay. So I thought wow. that, I thought that was pretty cool to for some chunks of wood to end up uh, coming from far north Queensland and go into guitar bodies. That's great. That was, uh, yeah, that was interesting. It's nice um, that they've got yeah, a lot of. It's nice that they've got a story, um, a pre-guitar yeah. story. Some of these things. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's, um, I think that's pretty cool, and and I like to see, 
I like to see stuff that's um, that's got a bit of character to it, rather mm-hmm. than just um, you know factory finish. Yeah. Uh, One dimensional. Yeah, sure. My, my guitars tend to be um, have uh, a lot of character to them. <laughs> yeah, I'll agree absolutely. You know, I think it's <laughs> yeah. I think it's fantastic. Hey, look, having said that, there's some nice. Um, there's some nice timber I get from a, a crew in Queanbeyan. They they saw it up for me so I can do laminate uh, drop tops mm-hmm. like uh, American ash, yeah, uh, which is just wonderful to use. Awesome um, American cherry, yeah. Mm. Great. I remember. Um, I know my guitar, the the semi hollow um, jazz caster or telemaster, whatever you want to call yes. it. Um, yeah. I think that's Victorian ash, which. Is um, typically quite heavy. Is that right? Uh, yeah, and what I tend to do with that, that I, I reckon that sort, that type of timber lends itself well, well to the semi-hollow mm-hmm. electrics. Yeah, yeah, which so is which is the case. It's a little mine, bit extra yeah. work, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I like it. I think it's um, it, it it works out well. Yeah. You, once it once it's uh, hollowed out and put you put a laminate top on it, it's um, it's usually a, a Playable weight. Yeah, yeah, definitely mine. I think I think I'm quite proud. I think mine number sixteen, Pat Keegan guitar, is the first was the first semi hollow and um yeah definitely Ooh, definitely yeah, good weight. Could well have been yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I remember you saying I'm thinking about doing a semi hollow. What do you think? And I thought that was a good <laughs> idea. I'll send to that. Yeah. Fantastic. So that's and got of a. It gives you um, it, it gives you a lot a lot more timbers that. Usable and if you if they're slightly heavier than you would normally use. Okay. Yep. And some of those heavier timbers uh, are quite funky in terms of their tone. Yeah. Right. Cool. Mm. Um, I think yours has got uh, pickups by um, a guy from California called uh, Jocelyn Dominger. That's right. Yeah. 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 Slightly, slightly, slightly uh, hotter than normal tele pickups, but maybe the match. With the, the harder species of, uh, of timber, is, yeah. it, is it a good match? Yeah, I'm I'm loving those pickups. There are yeah the Dominger Twang Masters, so there are Twang Masters, yes. So they're a hot output, um, telly kind of thing. So yeah. that was a great recommendation. I'd never heard of um, of Dominger until you truly mentioned that, and that they're great. Well, look, one of the things that I find very interesting about putting my own guitars together is that there are just so many. Uh, pickup manufacturers out there who are doing really good stuff with pickups. Yeah, you've um you've developed some relationships with a bunch of pickup guys. Hey, what are, what are some of the um who, who are some of the pickups that you use? Uh, well, the top of what I consider to be the top of the line boutique uh, pickups are Jason Lawler. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what's happened with uh, Manufacturers like him is that they've they've possibly got a little bit bigger than they wanted to originally. Okay. Um, and there are some smaller boutique makers who are keen to to look after the smaller guitar manufacturer. Yeah. Um, people like Tim McNelly okay, in um, yeah. Ontario in Canada mm-hmm. uh, makes really nice pickups and as it treats me really well as a, a smaller builder. Yeah, cool. Um, I love that, that you can you can build a relationship with a guy on the other side of the world, and you 
you know, start working together and yep. doing some cool things. That's great. Definitely. So he's making what you'd consider to be standard Telecaster pickups, but he's also doing um, T90 pickups, which are P90 pickups uh, sort of shoehorned into the shape of standard Telecaster pickups. Oh, they, okay. They've yep. got a lot of... They're, they're, um, so what was that, a T90? Really did you call T90. it? T90. Oh, yeah, okay. T90s. Nice. So a lot of the manufacturers are making those, but I'm, I'm very happy with uh, Tim McNelly's. Yeah. They kind of need adult supervision. Yeah. They, they can be a... They can get away from you a bit. Okay, yeah. So you need uh, to be in control of, other... of your guitar. Is that, is that what you're getting at? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that to turn them down occasionally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, some of the other pickup manufacturers that I've um, got, been using lately is a crew from the UK called Warman. Okay, yeah. Uh, and I've been using some of their... T90 pickups in tellies. Okay. Do they make and like... I really like those. Do they make crazy high output humbuckers for the metal guys? They Is could. The yeah, I think of? they could, yeah. Okay, but they do... So you use their P90s, you're saying? Uh, yes. Yeah, cool. Yeah, both their um, soap bar P90s and their dog ear P90s. Oh, yeah, yep. And I, I really like those. But, you know, I always come back to the, the Tim McNally. Okay. Um, because very consistent product with uh, good finish. Uh, he he'll build he'll do the wiring as I like them. Um, just so easy to deal with. Yeah, Special cool. builds I probably go go more towards the Jason Lola top end stuff. Okay, yep. I saw you had um, you made a couple of telly styles with um, with the full size humbuckers. Were they the Lolas? Yes. Yeah, they were Lola Imperials. Okay. Um, the other thing that's making life a little difficult at the moment is uh, is the exchange rate. Sure. Uh, a, a set of Lola Imperials is probably, including shipping, is probably coming in towards $500 Australian. Okay, yep. Mm. So I guess it, does that depend on the client and, and what they're looking for and their, their budget and that yeah, sort of thing? Yeah, sure. Exactly. Yep. So if I'm building... I don't build a lot of spec guitars these days, mm-hmm. but occasionally I'll do, and I'll, I'll usually load them with um, with McNellies. Okay, yep. So when you say spec guitar, what, what do you mean by that? Uh, a spec guitar is one that I'll I'll build because I want to build it. Okay, uh, yep. It's it's not commissioned, uh, yep. and I'll I'll throw it on Facebook and see if anyone's interested in buying it. Yeah, right. Cool. Um, most of my most of my sales go through Facebook. Okay, well that's how I found you actually, a, a friend of a friend, and thought this, these guitars look alright. I should talk to this yeah. fella. So uh, yeah, interesting. The uh, yes, the, the crazy world of e-commerce via Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yep. So um, what about hardware? Um, I know hardware. my guitar's got the Joe Barden. Um, Bridge with the uh, the mm-hmm. brass saddles, the angled brass saddles, so it so it the stays in shape. The brass saddles. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, yep. Do you still use those, or what what sort I, of hardware have you been using? I do. I, I tend to use Wilkinson uh, short or chopped bridges these days. Oh, okay, because that works in with the brass block. Is that? It does, but it also if I'm using um, P90s, oh, I'm okay. not using your standard Telecaster um, plate. 
Sure, yeah. So I'm using a lot of um, chopped Wilkinson chopped ribs. They have, they still have that comp- the compensated brass saddles. Okay, yeah. Uh, hardware. I've got a local guy here in Ulladulla who um, who makes some bridges for me out of uh, brass. Okay, he's, cool. He's got an engineering place and uh, he can mill them for me. And I, I kind of like that, to be able to use something local. Yeah, nice. That's cool. Um, the hardware I use. The tone box I, I get from um, a guy, guy in Austin, Texas, uh, Armadillo Guitars. He mm-hmm. makes the, the brass tone blocks. Yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah nice. And um, with necks, what, what do you do there? Okay, most of the necks, again... Because I'm I'm saving something for when I retire. Most of the necks I, well, all of the necks I use are either um, recycled second-hand necks mm-hmm. or new necks from uh, Warmoth. Okay, yeah. Uh, custom guitar parts. In, yeah, great. Um, in Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the one, the second-hand ones that I I repurpose, um, I get from the states, and they're they're usually um, Indonesian. Mm-hmm. Uh, made necks, which okay. I'm very, very happy with. Yeah, right. And once they've been tweaked and um, had a fret level and polish and a setup, yeah. they, they play like magic. Yeah, cool. The warm offs give you a, uh, they have a much wider range of timbers available and sure. uh, options for the necks, and, and you can pay a lot of money yeah. for, a, for a warm off neck. Yeah. So you, I usually use the warm offs for. Um, uh, commissions, commissions, yeah, okay, sure. And I yeah. use my, my repurposed necks for just for my other bills. Cool. The um, I bought a Warmoth neck in 1992, I think, which I'm still Ooh, that's using. Good. That's an old one, that's going back. Yeah, yeah, I think back then they had two styles of neck you could get a fat one or you could get a normal one. <laughs> <laughs> and um, okay. they had all, all right. yeah. I mean, they did the different, the vintage radius and the compound. Mine's a compound, and um, yep. yeah, I love that. It's a great neck. They make okay. really cool stuff. So, well, um, I'm just about to get hold of a, um, a jig, uh, a neck routing or a neck profiling jig. Okay, from, cool. Uh, a guy in the Netherlands. So that's uh, that's my next big big step in the world of guitar making. Great. Yeah. Very cool. I love it that you've got such, I don't know, you've got such an Australian vibe with your stuff, but you've also got these connections all around the globe. That's really cool. That's, I like that idea of, um, it's quite a communal kind of a thing. It is, and it's, uh, in this day and age, and I personally, I think we're, we're lucky to be living in this age because we have communication mm-hmm. uh, possibilities that were unknown and it, you know, even uh, 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, absolutely. It's just amazing to be able to to chat and uh, establish relationships with with um, small makers around the globe. Yeah, cool. Just send off a message. Oh, Tim, I need a set of T90s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no worries, Pat. It'll be in the mail tomorrow. Awesome. So, yeah, great. Hey, that said, like, most of your guitars you'd sell in Australia, but some of your guitars have ended up overseas as well, haven't they? Uh, yeah, I have a, I have a good client in um, Indonesia who's got, uh, got three of my guitars now. Mm-hmm. 
so I'm kind of happy with that. I've, one of my guitars has gone to the States. It, yeah. It's a hard market to, to get in. Not that sure. I'm really... I'm not really trying to to get into any particular market, but that was that was kind of nice to send one over there. Yeah, cool. Well, mm. I guess with the the flip side of the Australian dollar at the moment is that people from the states wanting to buy a custom made Australian guitar would get a pretty good deal. Well, they're virtually getting a twenty five percent discount. Pat, what's on the workbench at the moment? Moment is a. A Telemaster, mm-hmm. which uh, is going to have some McNally P90s in it. I have a, a client who's fairly keen uh, to use McNally's. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, and that's going to be um, black. Nice. And it's going to be dyed and have a burnished uh, canuba wax finish. Oh, cool. So it'll be super smooth. Nice. Um, but it it won't look like it's come out of the factory. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Fantastic. And um, uh, is that a commission? There at the moment. So the commission or yes, just something is. you're doing yourself? Yeah, oh, yeah that's cool. a commission. Fantastic. Yeah. So lots of people getting in touch. That's great. Um, and, you know, I, I think um, one of the things, people have started seeing me use P90s in, okay. in the tellies. Yeah, and, yeah. And they're saying, oh, yeah, I, I kind of like the idea of, of that. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're trying it and they like it. I think for people interested in tellies, I think the P90 is a logical kind of next step, yeah, in terms uh-huh. of a bit of gnarliness and yes, a bit of vibe to your Gnarliness. Mm. Yeah, a nail caster. <laughs> yeah, but four P90s, that could be one. Oh, yeah. So, um, okay. Pat, if people are keen to get in touch with you, what's, what's the best way to do that? Um, they can drop me a line, uh, drop me an email. Keegan Guitars 2539. That's all. 2539 at gmail.com. Okay, great. Yeah, that's all. Uh, they can um, also leave messages at my on my blog site uh, if they want to go to um, patkeganguitars.blogspot.com. Okay, cool. They can leave, leave messages on that. Great. And there's a if Facebook page? Pat Keegan Guitars. Great. Yeah, I'm uh, just on Facebook. Cool. And there's lots of cool pictures and videos and things there yes. of your stuff, so yes. people can check it there out. Yes, Yeah. Excellent. Well, Pat, thanks so much for joining me today. Really fun to talk about um, what you've been up to and uh, uh, talking about my guitar a bit. As, I, um, as I'll as i say in the intro to the show, It's I love it. I've been playing it on so many different gigs. Um, I'm using it on cover gigs and... Um, there's a post-rock album I'm tracking at the moment. It sounds great on that. I use it for ambient stuff, and I play to church and all around the place. So um, it's such a fun, fun guitar. So um, I appreciate you saying that, and it's it's uh, it's part of the pleasure. It's one one of the great pleasures, I should say, about um, putting these guitars together. It, it certainly it's not the money. It's it's more about people enjoying uh, what I'm putting out. That's fantastic. Cool. So, so thank you very much for the opportunity. And uh, I also look forward to listening to, to some of your other um, podcasts. Cool. Yeah, thanks, Pat. Well, great thanks, Matt. Have a great day. Cheers. Bye-bye. Well, there you go. That's our, that's our talk with Pat Keegan from Pat Keegan Guitars. 
Um, I love talking to Pat. He's a really good guy and makes super cool guitars. So check out his Facebook page or get in touch with him via any of those other methods that uh, he mentioned during the interview. All right, that's just about it for us this week. So thanks again for joining us. This was episode four of the Guitar Speak podcast. Lots more interviews to come. So keep in touch. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. You can actually get the podcast for free download or just to listen to online at iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud. All right, thanks a lot. We'll see you next time.